Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10 day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zin. Find your Zin online or in a store near you at zincom slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there. Or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. So we had a mild trade deadline. If you were to grade the NFL trade deadline on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being amazing, stunningly great, I would give this a 5. I'd put it right in the middle on the Maller scale of scoring. Now, it was not the polar vortex, as we mentioned, that a lot of People were trying to promote this. They were going around. They were banging the drum. Oh, my God. It's Now it's going to be just like baseball. It's going to be amazing. Trades everywhere. It's going to be like hockey. No. Uh, there were some familiar names, though. If you didn't pay attention, you might have missed it because you have a life. You were doing stuff. You were working, whatever, sleeping. Uh, but we had a total of nine trades altogether if you go back to the beginning of the month of October. So there were nine trades not all of them took place right at the deadline but 
rather than focus on what happened a couple weeks ago, you know, one of the great things about radio, I'm told by people that know more about radio than me, these people called consultants, that it's all about what just happened. Nobody cares about what used to happen or what happened a week ago or two weeks ago. It's about what just happened. Uh, so we had nine trades, but the trades that took place on the deadline day. And there is a bias here, right, because we don't really care about defense. Defense does not move the needle. It's all about offense. Offense, offense, offense. So we'll focus on offense and pass catchers. The Broncos said, see you later to Demarius Thomas. Get the hell out of here. And they traded a seventh-round pick in Demarius Thomas to the Texans for a fourth and a seventh-round pick, so Demarius Thomas does not go to the Patriots. He goes to Houston. The Eagles gobbled up Golden Tate from the Lions in exchange for a third-round pick. So Golden Tate's worth a third-round pick. The Dallas Cowboys said that their receiver they got, Amari Cooper, was worth a first-round pick because he's younger. But let's talk about all this. Now, the question of those two, let's just focus in because I don't want you know. It's like I'm going to go with the Costco School of Radio. Costco, I love Costco. I, I, I even have gone back to Costco despite the fact that they briefly got rid of the Berry Sunday and they got rid of the Polish dog, but I've still gone back in the food court at Costco. But the thing about Costco is they only have two things in any one category. So you do not have a lot of choices to make. You, if you want the ketchup, there's two choices of ketchup. Sometimes there's only one choice in every category. So in this, we'll just focus on the receivers. Who is going to do better? Right? That's the question because, really, that's what it matters. I mean, it's all that matters is who's going to do better, Golden Tate in Philly or Demarius Thomas in Houston. Now, after careful, thorough research, I have decided advantage birds. I'm going to take the Eagles here. And to expand on this, you've got Yakety Yak, Stone, and Taboo. And we'll put it all together into a nice witch's brew on Halloween. That's what we're going to do. It's very spooky, very scary. All right, number one, there is no need to overanalyze any of this. First of all, it's just sports, but there's often a paralysis of analysis that happens when trades are made. This is very simple to me. Who's the better player right now? Who would you rather have on your team? And the answer is Golden Tate. Golden Tate is the better player. So the Eagles got the better player. And as you know from listening to the show, while I have a deep affection for the Philly cheesesteak sandwich, I believe it to be the perfect sandwich, I don't think a sandwich is any better than a Philly cheesesteak. A well-made Philly cheesesteak is the most perfect sandwich on God's green earth. That being said, uh, I have been very hesitant to give any kind of acknowledgement to the Philadelphia Eagles. I have a distaste. For the Philadelphia Eagles, but in this case, perfect. This is the perfect addition to the Eagles. Does that mean the Eagles are going to run off and win the Super Bowl? No, it doesn't mean that. But it means that this is what they needed at the time they needed it. Golden Tate's going to slide right in to that Eagles offense. He will jumpstart, in particular, the red zone offense, which has been problematic for Philadelphia. They've been fine this year skedaddling down the field, but once they get in the red zone, typically things have gone upside down for the Eagles, and they are, at least they were, devoid of many big play receivers. I have some issues there 
at receiver, the the game-breaking pass catchers. They didn't have much of that unless they played a team that was inept like the Giants. So you, you look at this, you say, Golden State, well, he's, he's certainly not Antonio Brown. Uh, he's not Tyree Kill type good as far as the electronic, down-the-field, video game, cheat code type crap. Uh, he's not that. But what does Golden Tate do? He brings the yakety yak, as in the yards after catch, right? The yak, uh, as they say there. And he is like a serpent, Golden Tate. He's able to slither away from would-be defenders and would-be tacklers and all that. He's been doing this for years. Now, this year is not as good as it's been. Oftentimes, Golden Tate's been number one or number two or number three in yards after catch. This year, he's 12th in yak, the old yakety-yak, but generally, he's been much better than that. Howie Roseman is the executive of the Philadelphia Eagles. He was the guy when Chip Kelly took over they put him in a broom closet in the back and had him wear a dunce cap, and then now he's back and he'll never have to pay for another meal again in Philadelphia because the Eagles won the Super Bowl, or so I'm told. But here is Howie Roseman, who is waxing poetic about the virtues of Golden Tate. Well, one, you know, he's 30 years old, um, a tremendously productive player. I do that. The price is what it is. Um, you Don't know, say that. When you look around the league and what the market is for these guys, there's no one more productive than Golden Tate in the last, uh, since 2012. Yeah, he's been good. See, the, the, the problem that Howie Roseman is dealing with there is the obsession with draft picks. Right. Draft picks are treated like children by NFL media. Oh, you can't give up your children, you heathen, you scumbag. Guess what? Every year, this is shocking, my entire life, every year there's a new draft pick that you get. You trade a draft pick, guess what? The next year, another draft pick pops up. It's amazing. How great would that be in your life? You know, If you lose a million dollars, the next year you get a million dollars. Shocking. Wouldn't that be wonderful? I think we'd all agree on that. All right, here's more from Howie Roseman who uh, talks about the mindset, the strategy of the Eagles. You're always trying to get the best price. There's no doubt about it. But uh, we're not trying to win the trades. We're trying to get really good players. And uh, the message to our fans, to our players, to our coaches, to everyone in this organization is our foot's always going to be on the gas. And we're always trying to win. We're always going to try to put our best foot forward. And what we can do now is try to do that for this season and this moment. And that's what we're going to do, and that's our responsibility. I was really hoping that Howie Roseman would come out and say, our, our goal of this entire organization is to be lethargic, to not care, to phone it in. We'd like to be like that. Uh, we want complacent players. We want this front office to be <laughs> fat, rich, and happy. We want to be satisfied that we won the Super Bowl. We want no players that have ambition. That's the Eagles. That's the message that I want to send. That's the objective of this franchise. If you have work ethic, this is not the team for you. If you have a strong desire to win the Super Bowl, move on. Go somewhere else. If you have enthusiasm to play football, the Eagles are not for you. Wouldn't that be great if Howie Roseman came out and said that? Uh, he didn't. But, uh, Golden Tate's also been very reliable, which means he's going to get hurt. Right? Golden Tate's missed. I read he re he's missed one game since 2011. Doesn't that guarantee that he's going to get hurt in his first game against the Cowboys and miss like three games? You'd say based on the law of averages that he's due to get hurt. He's due to have an injury. Let's tackle football. I think. I'm told that. Uh, number two. Second point here. As far as the other part of this, we I, I give Golden Tate the edge. I do not expect too much from Demarius Thomas. Not to mean that he couldn't get off to a great start with the Texans, but over the long haul, 
he looks to me, to the eyeball test, to be slowing down. And this year, Thomas has had one game with over 100 yards receiving. He's had five games with less than 60 yards. Some of those games way less than 60 yards. And not exactly transcendent at this particular point. He's got some mileage on the odometer. He's been around for a while. Now, the advocates of Demarius Thomas tell me that he's as good as ever been, but he's just handicapped because of the crap that John Elway has provided at quarterback since Peyton Manning started to go sideways and got old. Uh, And while I will buy that to a point about Demarius Thomas, you cannot discount the hands of Stone. He's sixth in the NFL in drop passes this season. And can you blame all that on the quarterback? And some say he should have more than that, that they've actually been generous on not giving him more drop passes, that he's been the beneficiary of some generous scorekeeping. The number should be higher. should be more than just six in the NFL. And we'll see how he gets acclimated to Houston and his new surroundings. The, the Texans do not impress me. I don't think they're even as good as their record is. And they mentioned this earlier that they got three, four games handed to them. Room service delivery by incompetence by whether it's Nathan Peterman, Blake Bortles. Uh, go down the list. The Colts deciding rather than tie, we'd like to. Our dream is to lose. I mean, th- those kind of things. And but hey, they, they've got the wins in the comp. Doesn't mean they're they're that. I, to me, I'm not impressed. I'm not. All right, last thing here. Now, Golden Tate will become the Edelman-like pass catcher for the Eagles in their offense. He'll have his bigger role as Julian Edelman. Carson Wentz is going to eventually realize that when in doubt. Throw it to Golden Tate, throw it out. Because on any play with Golden Tate, at least with the Lions, he's been the guy that was. Uh, Chris Collinsworth loves to say RPO, RPO, RPO. Every play is a, an RPO with Golden Tate because he can run, he can catch the pass, he can even throw the pass, he can option, he can do it all with Golden Tate. But he is not perfect, right? Now, based on pure talent, he's the better player. There is a caveat to all this. It is the thing that you're not supposed to talk about on the radio because that is taboo. Golden Tate has a reputation of a scoundrel around the NFL. Do you know what I'm referring to? Are you aware of the tawdry story that has followed Golden Tate? You are not. Let's go back to his salad days with the Seattle Seahawks. Golden Tate, Super Bowl winning player. Part of that Seahawks team that won the Super Bowl against the Broncos. And if you type in the right words into an internet search engine, you will get details on how Golden Tate is alleged to have slept with Russell Wilson's ex-wife, leading to the demise of Russell Wilson's relationship to his former wife as the crescendo to the old breakup. Now, the lawyers tell us that we should point out Golden Tate has denied these vicious rumors, but they continue on social media. Now, why does this matter? It matters because if it is true, and I wasn't there, you weren't there, if this does have some validity to it, someone who would know would be Michael Bennett, who happens to be a member of the Philadelphia Eagles. Michael Bennett was on that Seahawk team, was in the locker room, (laughs) his buddies with Russell Wilson. So he would know 
more than you would know and more than I would know. So keep an eye on that. All right? Keep an eye on that. If Michael Bennett puts a message in everyone's locker with the Eagles saying, keep your wives and girlfriends away, that's probably a sign. That's probably a sign. So, anyway, as, as far as the other side, and the, the Lions, as far as the teams that made the trades, like gave up the play, the Lions are sending mixed messages here because a week and a half ago they acquired Snacks Harrison. They were going for it. We were praising the Lions. They were, ah, we got, we got a problem. The Lions needed to stop the run. Clearly, Snacks Harrison did not pay dividends his first game against the Seahawks, but they went on and made a trade with the Lions to, or with the, uh, the Lions made a trade with the Giants, I should say, to plug that problem in their defense, and then right before the deadline, because Golden Tate's going to be a free agent they don't want to pay him, they trade him. So it's confusing that you would have players coming inbound to try to win, and then you'd mix it up, and one of your better offensive players would go outbound. It's confusing. What about the Broncos here? John Elway, well, they haven't been good for years, the Broncos. Here's John Elway, and uh, he talked about dealing Demarius. Plus, it's a good spot for Demarius. You're going to a good football team, and that's in a pennant race where he's going. And pennant so race? It'll be good for him, too. <laughs> what, what are they trying to win the American League West? <laughs> well, that explains why John Elway is struggling with the Denver Broncos. My man Elway, he's not trying to win the AFC West. He's trying to win the National League pennant. He's trying to win the pennant. Play that again. This is lifetime NFL guy. I know he has a baseball pass. Listen to John Elway. Listen to this. Plus, it's a good spot for Demarius. You're going to a good football team, and that's in a pennant race where he's going, and so it'll be. What <laughs> <laughs> a pennant race. <laughs> well, I hope they win the pennant. I'm, pull- I'm pulling for them to win the pennant. See, the baseball season's not over. <laughs> I thought the World Series ended on Sunday, but no, the Red Sox didn't actually win because the Texans might win the pennant. The Texans win the pennant. The Texans win the pennant. Demarius Thomas has just hit the most magical, most unbelievable home run in the history of the pennant race in the NFL. Uh, all right, here's more from uh, John Elway, and uh, well, I, I can't wait to hear what he has to say next. Let's listen. This ought to be good. Plus, it's a good spot for Demarius. You're going to a good football team, and that's in a pennant race where he's going, and so it'll be good for him, too. Well, he just said the same thing he said earlier. Shocking that Elway would repeat the same exact thing that he said earlier. Stunned by that. Now he had more. All right, now we'll hear the right one. Here we go. As I told him, he'll always be a Bronco. It ends his career here, not his career in the NFL. And look at it as the fact that, uh, you know, eventually the Broncos will be reunited with Demarius. Are they going to give him one of those dopey one-day contracts? Is that what they're going to do? Yeah. Okay. That's Bring him back. Why not? Come in. We'll have Demarius Thomas Day. We'll give you an orange jacket, and you can parade around the field. It's uh, great. Absolutely Wonderful. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Focus on offense early if you want to hear a compelling, mildly entertaining Maller monologue that was not sabotaged by anyone named Ralph. You can go back to the podcast. It'll be available if you're listening live in a little bit when the show's all over. Podcast the show. You can hear that. But 
We press on, right? The train keeps moving down the tracks. And defense, not about offense. We're talking about defense. Now, there were two trades in particular that stood out. We had a number of mild transactions. The Washington Redskins, if you were not paying close attention, they traded a player that has my favorite name in the NFL. The name that I can't help but smile when I hear It's the same name. I think everyone has that reaction. If you've got a soul and you hear that this particular person's name has been mentioned on television, you have to smile a little bit. Ha, ha, Clinton Dix. Ha, ha, Clinton Dix was traded. (laughs) The cheesehead said, get out of here. Arrivederci to ha, ha, Clinton Dix. They sent him to the Washington Redskins for a fourth-round draft pick. The Rams, they made a trade. They got defensive end Dante Fowler. Remember when this guy was drafted? He was compared to Jesus H. Christ when he was drafted with the number three pick. Hasn't quite lived up to that billing with Jacksonville. (laughs) But I guess he died on the cross as he's headed to the Rams. And in exchange, a 2019 third-round pick and a fifth-round pick go outbound to L.A. and inbound to Jacksonville. So two big defensive moves, both of them coming down right near the the deadline, the cutoff to make trades. Let's talk about this. Between these two, we'll keep it simple here, the question is who do you expect to make a bigger impact with their new team? You've got Dante Fowler in L.A. and Clinton Dix in Washington. Now, I'm going to go fowler All day. That's the answer. Fowler all day. You've got Inferno, Green Flag, and Tony Robbins. That's right. Inferno, Green Flag, and Tony Robbins. We'll link all this together. Now, hey, Dante Fowler, I will concede, mixed bag. All right, mixed bag. This is not all 100% sunshine, rainbows, and lollipops. No, 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 no. He has escaped the roadblock that is Blake Bortles, right? Take that as a sigh of relief if you're Dante Fowler. But he brings some baggage with him. He'll fit right in the Rams locker room. He's got the reputation, Fowler, of being immature. He was arrested in the offseason. He was suspended for the first game of the year. He got into a fight with a teammate, but who hasn't done that? And he's also been tagged as a Manny Machato, Carmelo, Anthony type of player. His reputation is he doesn't hustle on every play. I don't know that he's as bad as Bruce Irvin of the Raiders, who was taking plays off in the fourth quarter of a game in Denver, but he has that reputation. My position on this, prologue. All of it is prologue. Fowler is getting a clean slate with the Rams. This is an opportunity for him to reinvent himself with the team who prides themselves on a defense. You know what the Rams' defense is called? The Mob Squad. I'm surprised that's still allowed to be called the Mob Squad, right? In 2018, these more nuanced times that we live in. How? Of course, we have the Bills Mafia, and then in L.A., we've got the Mob Squad. Uh, but, but much like in Jacksonville, listen, Jacksonville had good defensive players around Dante Fowler. I think we know that. You don't have to be a football insider to know that or advanced analytical nerd. But he will again be surrounded by very good defensive players in Damakon Sue, the boy named Sue who blocked me, and Aaron Donald. The Rams, in theory, just significantly improved their weakest link. 
the argument you're only as strong as your weakest link. Uh, well, the weakest link for the Rams was a consistent pass rush. The key part of that, consistent, because at times the Rams have been very good at getting the quarterback, but it has been inconsistent. So they are rolling the dice with Dante's Inferno here and hoping that they find that magic. And unlike with the Jags, Fowler, he's got more wiggle room to make mistakes. What do I mean by that? There's a guy on offense named Todd Gurley and another guy named Jared Goff. And so you can make some mistakes on defense. The offense will cover for you. Fowler's got to rise up. He didn't do much of anything this year with the Jags. Only a couple of sacks. He, he played 165 snaps in Jacksonville, and he only had two sacks. That's not good enough. you got to do better than that. With the Rams, I wouldn't be surprised if he has two sacks in his first game as a Ram. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked by that at all. And even if the Rams don't win the Super Bowl, much like what we talked about with Philadelphia earlier, they're going for it. I like it. I like the aggressive play here. I am not married to draft picks. I'm not, I don't have an umbilical cord to draft picks. I can let them go. And this is the time. The Rams are in their golden window. This is their opportunity the next handful of years, next two or three years, to be great, to win a bunch of regular season games, to, to go in the playoffs and go far in the playoffs, go to the Super Bowl. This is their chance. And they need to do it. I've heard people say, oh, the Rams, are they're going to pay the piper and they're going to be terrible five years from now. A couple of thoughts on that. A, you don't know that to be true, right? You don't know that you're, you're being hypothetical. And B, the reason it's more important for the Rams now to win in this window is not just because Jared Goff is still on his rookie contract and all that. The Rams have to win the heart, mind, and soul of the L.A. football fan. It is a race. It is a battle. Right? This is a battle royale. The and greatness of the Raiders. The Rams have an advantage over the Chargers because all of San Diego has put a wall around going to Charger games. Right? They boycotted the Chargers. The Rams have a bunch of old farts who used to be Ram fans you know, when they were growing up. But you're talking about multiple generations that grew up with no NFL team in L.A. They might like the NFL, but they're, they're nomads. They're lost. That's why you get people making poor decisions like following the Green Bay Packers, for example, or teams like that. They, they didn't have any team when they were growing up, and so they make bad decisions, bad choices as children. The Rams are trying to correct that, and they know that just one Super Bowl win in the next couple of years, the bandwagoner effect, as our friend in Maine likes to say, will take over, and they will then be the benef- beneficiary of years and years of loyal minions that will follow them around. So uh, they got to go for it. Now, even if they don't win, as far as the draft capital, they'll get picks back as compensation. If Dante Fowler, who's a free agent, leaves at the end of the year, they'll get a draft compensation pick in return. Now, the second part of this, in terms of name value, as far as comparing HaHa Clinton Dix and Dante Fowler, I will concede that Dante Fowler does not have the amusing name HaHa Clinton Dix does. So he wins the trade as far as that's concerned. But on the field, he's a serviceable member, a pretty good safety, not, a, not the greatest safety in the NFL, Clinton Dix, and a member of that secondary. Is it an upgrade for the Redskins? Yes, it's an upgrade for the Redskins. But let's not get carried away. I don't expect a number of game-breaking plays from ha-ha in Landover, Maryland. Now, meanwhile, the Packers are essentially waving the green flag at this point. The flag is up for the Green Bay Packers. What are they doing here? 
Now, in addition to dumping ha-ha Clinton Dix for draft capital, they also unloaded the infamous Ty Montgomery to the Ravens for a seventh-round draft pick, which is as close to being released as you can possibly get. But he was traded as well, and you can poke fun and goof on Ty Montgomery. He was still a player that got a lot of front-line reps for the Green Bay Packers. So they're clearing salary cap space. That's what we're told. The Packers have cleared $3.5 million in salary cap space by getting rid of Clinton Dix and Ty Montgomery. But what exactly for? When has Green Bay ever been a legitimate player in free agency? It's not in their DNA. That's not how they operate. And how does this exactly help Aaron Rodgers? Are the Packers a better team? Is this addition by subtraction with ha-ha Clinton Dix? You can say, well, it is with Ty Montgomery. But Aaron Rodgers is going to turn 35 years old in December. And while Tom Brady has mostly defied the aging process in New England, that typically is the exception to the rule. Drew Brees has started to slow down a little bit. He was pretty bad against the Vikings in the game on Sunday night, a game that the Saints won. you got to think that Aaron Rodgers, the declining process is going to start kicking up a couple of notches as he gets older. And the Packers, are you telling me the Packers are in a better position today than they were a couple of days ago with these trades? The answer is no. Right? They didn't even get a, a six-pack of beer for Ty Montgomery. I'd rather have a six-pack of beer than a seventh-round draft pick. I would. All right, now, parting shot on this. Dante Fowler. Mentioned earlier he was the number three pick back in the draft, and I remember being here for the draft, and they're just waxing poetic about how amazing he was. Built like a goddess. Uh, my God, a god, a Greek god, uh, Dante Fowler. And uh, he's not been... That great. Uh, he does have experience. He has played in some playoff games last year with Jacksonville, got to the AFC Championship game and all that. And a third-round draft pick is not its not that much. And all the Rams had to do was give up a third-round pick and a fifth-round pick. Who cares? It doesn't matter. It's like a farmer falling in love with their crops, saying, I can't give up these crops. Well, no, there's a new next year there's a new set of crops that you're going to grow. Uh, that's how it works. And as far as Fowler, and I mentioned his reputation of being lackadaisical and being a guy that has a little Manny Machatoism or Carmelo Anthony uh, type approach. Well, this is a case where the rich get richer because the secret weapon the Rams have, Grandpa Wade Phillips, the Tony Robbins of coaches. You, this guy is going to motivate. Dante Fowler, he will be running through the Coliseum, up the stairs, and into the night. And it's all about win now, ultra aggressive, all those buzzwords that are tossed around. But the Rams continue to weaponize their roster. And they have defied the odds. Because I recall when the Rams made all those trades, when they got the boy named Sue, they acquired him in free agency, Aqib Tlaib, who's been hurt, uh, Marcus Peters, they made all these big moves. The argument was, well, those fantasy teams never are that good. They never live up to the hype. The Rams are the only unbeaten team, uh, in, in the undefeated team, rather, in the NFL. They're the only team that hasn't lost a game yet. So for 50% of the season, this fantasy football thing's working out pretty good. It's working out pretty, pretty good, I would say. All right, it's the Ben Mather Show on Fox. 
And we say hello. Let's see here. Should we should say, I don't want to say. Uh, let's say hello to Roberto. Hi, Roberto. How you doing, Roberto? Everything good with you? Yeah. Good. How you doing, Ben? How's life treating you? Are you taking off for Halloween? A lot of people around here taking off for Halloween. I am uh, not. No, I'll be here. I know this is our Halloween show, but it's you know, the morning before Halloween. People taking off Halloween night. Who's who's taking off Halloween? Jason Smith. Yeah, not oh. going to be here for Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who else. I'll be here, Ben. You'll be here? Yeah, trick or treat yeah. early and then come to work. That's how you do it. That's so you're you not going to take your daughter out in the middle of the night to go trick or treating and knock on no, doors? She'll and, no, she'll be in bed by 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock. Yep. Right. Early bedtime. Early bedtime. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Um, the want to shift gears here. The NBA, the, the Rockets. I was watching some of the Rockets-Blazers game, which was not much of a game. It was not much of the game uh, of a game at all. In the second quarter, the Blazers started to pull away from the Rockets, and then it was Route City. And man, the the Rockets have already been eliminated from championship contention. It it only took Carmelo Anthony. This is fascinating. It only took Carmelo Anthony six games, and already the Rockets have no chance to win an NBA championship this year. Now, I would argue they didn't have a chance before. Yeah, exactly. But here's a fun fact. All right, You want to hear a fun fact? Entering this NBA season, there had been 163 teams that have started 1-5. Out of those teams that started 1-5, which is the Rockettes' record this year, how many of those teams went on to win the NBA championship? Now, again, 163 teams. It's a large sample size. Tells you what has happened, not what's going to happen. But just for S and giggles, how many of those teams went on to win the championship? I would say never. None. That is accurate. Zero. Bupkis. Nunskis. Ixnay on the championship A. So the Rockets, forget about it. And Daryl Morey, who goes to those nerd conferences in Boston where they analytical conferences and, you know, they throw rose petals at him. What the hell was what kind of What kind of mushrooms was he uh, heating up there in the kitchen when he decided, I need Carmelo to, Anthony, Mr. Yeah, Cancer himself. I'm going to bring Carmelo. I would like another tumor. Can I, get, can I buy a tumor? I would like a tumor. <laughs> what are they doing? It's ridiculous. Now, hiding in all this, and I, I realize the, the, the counter-argument, well, James Harden didn't play. James, James Harden, Harden plays, they win that game. Well, no, they don't. Carmelo was 2 of 12 in that game. But Chris Paul was 6 of 19 in that game. And what, what did I say? Am I not a distant relative of the great Nostradamus? Have I not? For about sure? all that money Chris Paul got paid. Oh, that's great. Oh, it's good for him. He's got paid for what he did with the Clippers, not what he's going to do with the, <laughs> Rockets, with the Rockets. I mean, uh, he looks to me like he's starting to slow down a little bit. Dunsky. I'm, I'm seeing indications that Chris Paul, uh, things just aren't going that right for him right now, and things are a little off. Coming into the game last night, Paul was short, shooting 42%. Uh, now, you know the, the thing in the, in the stat game, the, it's called a cascading stat sheet, right? Cascading down. In his last year with the Clippers, Chris Paul shot 47, almost 48%. With the Rockets last year, he shot 46%, so it was down a little bit. This year, small sample size, but Chris Paul's shooting 42%. So, again, last three years, down, down, down. How low can you go? How low can you go? 
Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. And we pass the ball to the Koopaloo. Now, there were reports uh, after the Bills' loss on Monday night. LaShawn McCoy was very sullen in the locker room. Well, I like that, sullen. Yes. Now, when he was asked uh, if he was upset with another loss, he admitted that he hasn't been playing well as of late, but he knows that he can still play. Ben, McCoy, is uh, is he hurt by the team that he's on, or do you think his time has passed? Well, it's a little bit of both, but the edge goes to the incompetence of the Buffalo Bills. No one on God's green earth could run the football with success in Buffalo First of all, the Bills are averaging 10.9 points per game. We have not seen this kind of ineptitude on offense since the 1930s in the NFL. It is stunning. They've scored a total of 11 points the last two games. It doesn't matter whether it's Derek Anderson, Nathan Peterman, Josh Allen. They're all the laughing stock of the NFL. Josh Allen is said to be the savior and he has a 61.8 quarterback rating, which is the worst among all qualified quarterbacks, and he's being told that he's the greatest. All right, so But this, the, the stink is contagious, number two. Shady McCoy is on the back nine. He's 30 years old, a lot of miles there for Shady McCoy. But he would be more productive if he was in any other NFL locker room. Think about this, though. Blake Bortles. Mitch Trubisky and Cam Newton all have more rushing yards this year than LaShawn McCoy. Next. David Price has a couple more days to decide if he wants to opt out of his final four years of his contract with the Red Sox. Seems like a no-brainer that he would stay considering that he wouldn't be able to get more money elsewhere, but now that the playoff monkey is off his back, he very well could get more money. What do you think he does, Ben? Well, opt-out. The move here for Price is opt-out. You've won your World Series. You went to Boston to win the World Series. It's a win-win for everyone involved here. All right. First first thing, David Price doesn't like living in Boston. He doesn't like the intensity of the Boston fan. He doesn't like the scrutiny from the media. He'd be much happier in a town like St. Louis or somewhere like that. And even with his unexpected playoff success – if you're the Red Sox, you still got to have doubts. The Dodgers had him on the ropes, let him out of jail in that first start at Fenway. They were about to knock him out of the game, and then Kike Hernandez decided to swing at a pitch above his head because he sucks at baseball. Uh, but, yeah, listen, the, the Red Sox, you don't want to pay a guy. He's 33 years old. Do you want to pay him a long-term contract, David Price? The Red Sox would be so happy if David Price opted out of the contract. They could spend that money on somebody else. And they don't have to pay David Price for the bad years of his career as he starts to degrade the next couple of years. Next! Now, Ty Montgomery issued a response to the critics, including his own anonymous teammates, that suggested that he deliberately disobeyed an order to take a knee on the kickoff that eventually led to his game-losing fumble. Now, he claimed he wasn't sure if it was going to reach the goal line and he didn't want to put the game in the hands of the refs. Do you believe his explanation, Ben? Well, I think we know the answer. He is now a member of the Baltimore Ravens. We have the answer. It doesn't matter what he says. He was trying to spin it. I saw what he said. You know, he he was pulling a muscle. He was gonna. He was he was in the spin zone so much. Uh, but we knew his days were numbered, and they, we got the answer. The, the, they don't. The Packers believe he did something he was not supposed to do at a time he wasn't supposed to do it, and they gave him away a productive player. They gave him away a mildly productive player to the Ravens for a seventh round pick. It's, it's nothing, not even a six-pack. All right, there it is, Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Then you pass this edition. That is a winner in your face, Ralph. I won the game. 
I won it, Ralph. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. Let's do it. Attention, everyone. And the password is... Password. You idiot. Password. The word game of the stars. Here's Ben Maller. All right, let's do this. Here we go. We're going to fly here for password. We welcome in... Uh, This might be the same person I remember. He used to be in the Bay Area. Let's go to Arizona and Discreet. Hello, Discreet. Big Ben. Of course it's the Discreet. How are you, sir? Welcome. You relocated or are you just visiting? Well, just like Big Ben is in the air everywhere, I've, you know, I'm on the ground everywhere. You've you got to have some uh, boots on the on the ground. I understand. So, yeah, I understand. All right. Well, very good. Uh, you don't need to... You're discreet. I can't ask you what you do for a living. You're discreet. I can't... Yeah. That is, uh, that is correct, sir. You know this. I, I understand. All right. You go back to the KK days. All right. Hold on, discreet. We've got you and Matthew is in Southern California in Riverside. Hello, Matthew. Yo, Ben, what's up? Welcome. We don't have much time to small talk, Matthew, but what do you do for a living? Uh, I work in a laboratory. Oh, you do? Okay. Like yeah. a, a scientist kind of thing? Like, uh, yeah. All right. Well, okay. Yeah, kind of. I got you. All right. Kind of. Okay. Uh, discreet, who do you want to partner up with, discreet? Uh, ben, of course, I called the Ben Maller show to partner up with Big well, Ben for a, a password. All right. You're a smart man. We will be the team that wins. I'll lock you in the system right there. Matthew, who would you like to partner up with? Mm-hmm. You've got Wreck-It Ralph, who doesn't even know what show he's working on. Uh, we have Roberto and Koopa Loop. Uh, let's go with Roberto. All right, Roberto it is. Let's do it. All right, let's play the game. Go ahead here. We have a list of words, one through ten. Discreet, you got on the air first, so pick the word, pick a number, one through ten. Let's go with number eight, Ben. Number eight. All right. Now, the way this works, if you're new to the show, uh, we'll give clues. We start with ten points, go down to nine, eight, seven, six, five, and then we throw the word out if nobody gets it by then. You said number eight? Yes, uh, sir. Let's go with, uh, let's see here. Hmm. Uh, marathon. Marathon. Uh, uh, oh, how about? Oh, come on, come on, uh, spit it out. Ex- come on, say it. Uh, say it, say it, say it. Extended. No, no, that's not it. Go that's ahead. That's a good there. clue, Ben. Thank you. Okay. All right. Go ahead there, Roberto. Uh, is that your clue? Uh, is that the clue? To go. What? what? You can't do to go? Roberto. <laughs> no, move. Oh, now you've used three words. Move. Four words. <laughs> go ahead, Matthew. I don't care. Um, endurance. No. All right, let's go with discrete competition. Overtime. No! What? <laughs> what the hell is going on here? All right, let's throw the word out. Yeah, because well, what, what are what what what? There's different meanings for the word. That's it, that's how it works. That's how we play the game. It's <laughs> uh, ra- we, were, yeah. we were looking for race, 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 as in like a marathon or you know a race. Uh, the or New York Marathon. Like is Mexican a, Roberto. Very good. Well, yeah, but okay. All right, now go ahead, Roberto. I feel like I was kind of close. Matthew, yeah, yeah, that really works well. Matthew, pick a number one to ten, not eight. Let's go five. Word number five. Oh boy! All, All right. right, Mallard maneuver here. 
outer. Outer. He doesn't know what that is. He doesn't know the He's not a fan of outer. What? Let's go. Outer. The drama's building. This is pain. Uh, field. I don't know. Shit. Oh, you oh, can't say geez, that, you moron. God. All right, game's over. Oh, you lose. Man. The it first is. guy to curse loses. Congratulations to Screen. You get a golden ticket. That's right. All right. You don't need space. To outer space. Outer space. All right. Cowboy, say hello and goodbye, Cowboy. Um, let's say hello and goodbye and happy 65th birthday to uh, my buddy, uh, Jimmy Hogan, and uh, let's see, John uh, Lucas is 65 today, uh, Benel Weiss is 51, and uh, Fred the Crime Ten Dog seconds. McGriff is 55. The Crime Dog's 55, Fred McGriff? There's no, really? Oh, man, I'm depressed. Got a murder, gotta go. Oh, really? If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find yours in online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.